0: Welcome to the Winning with Shopify podcast. This is the podcast to help you scale your Shopify store into a money making machine. Join fast growing Shopify brands and give your subscription business the charge it needs with Upscribe. Leverage out of the box tools to deliver a powerful customer experience, drive growth, and save you time and money. Learn more at upscribe.io slash winning with Shopify and mention that you learned about Upscribe through winning with Shopify to get your first two months free. Now, Over to our host, Nick Truman. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Winning with Shopify podcast. For anyone, it's your first time tuning in and you're not looking at me right now, please go and check out our YouTube channel. Um, We're still going to be posting on all the podcasting platforms, Um, but come and check out our YouTube channel. Um, There is an opportunity now for the first time ever to start commenting and having a conversation about the episodes um, and things that are going on. So uh, make sure you check that out. Um, If it's not live at the time of you hearing this and you go and try to find it, then uh, make sure you keep an eye out. We're launching it at the moment, depends on when this episode goes out. Um, Today, we've got a very special guest and we're talking about a very interesting topic um, as well. We are joined by Yoast, um, who we've had on the show a couple of times before, which is quite exciting. And for anyone who's not heard of the name Yoast, it is intrinsic with SEO, super important. So without further ado, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, it's a pleasure to have you with us. And before we dive in, we ask all of our guests, as all our regular listeners will know, um, tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us a bit about Yoast for anyone who's not heard of it.
1: Yes. Um, So I'm Thais I'm actually uh, currently the CEO. Uh, I think last time you spoke to Marike, who was then, I think, the CEO. So <laughs> she
0: was indeed, yes. So congratulations so this, uh, are in order. <laughs> so
1: thank you, thank you. Uh, almost a year ago now. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the CEO, and I uh, at Yoast. We're basically, like you said, we do a lot of SEO. So so we we began our travels with uh, basically a WordPress plugin, which was called WordPress SEO, is now called Yoast SEO. And in the beginning of this year, we actually moved to Shopify as well. So we have a Shopify SEO app and we do a lot of stuff for you. So we do all the technical stuff for you and then we help you along the way with all the content and readability, stuff like that, to make sure that you're Website is just in tip-top shape uh,
0: SEO wise. Mm, indeed, and for anyone who's not listened to the last episode, make sure you go back and find that. It was it would have had Yoast in the title, and that's where we were first talking about that new Shopify app as well. Which um, yeah, and the, the reason I know you guys, of course, as you said, is the WordPress application. I've been working in WordPress for nearly fifteen years now, um, and I remember it was the all-in-one SEO plugin versus Yoast was like the initial two that I looked at, and safe to say, the one that won is the one we've got on the show today. So um, yeah, really, really, really good. What just before we dive Dive in. Why don't you tell us a little bit? You mentioned about readability. This Shopify app you guys have developed. Why don't you give us a quick overview, just of what that app is, what it does, and some of the features that are in there? And if any of those don't make sense to anyone listening, given my background, we've done loads of episodes on SEO um, previously as well, so you can find out what title tags and other things are. But um, yeah, tell us about the uh, about the new app.
1: Yeah. So basically, what our app does right after install, we do all the technical stuff, right? So there's a lot of schema, especially for shops. Uh, schema and structured data is, is becoming more and more important, right? Just to get the, the rich results in the in the Google search results. All of that stuff is very important to just be more visible in the in the search results and make sure that people actually click through to your website. So we do a lot of that. I might add, we do it properly. <laughs> so which is the key? <laughs> Yeah, there's definitely that's definitely the key. Yeah, because there's a lot of uh, a lot of schema being done. And we do it in a way that we're highly flexible and can move really quickly with Google, basically. So I won't go into too much detail. But basically, we made sure that we have a platform that we can work off of. and, And make sure that once Google changes anything, we can just change it at one central point and then change it for all the sites using our plugins or our apps. So, so that makes it really, really flexible for us, and makes us stand out uh, against competitors mostly. So that's one of the one of the big things that we do. And there's a lot of t- other technical stuff that we do. Uh, so, so you know, uh, canonical URLs, all stuff like that, we'll figure out for you and basically make sure that it works. We either use, uh, use or maybe augment a bit the, the the Shopify approach, or we just override it with our own. And then. Once you've actually installed it, you 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 know you, you have to start making products, adding products to your website, stuff like that, and we'll actually help you to improve your content on that. So improve your product descriptions, make sure that they're actually uh, up to par and unique as well, to make sure that you're not you know using duplicate content. So there's two different analyses that we have for that. So one is the SEO analysis, which is really a, a bit more of a hacky way of thing to say, okay, so you, you, what kind of keyword do you want to rank for and how many times have you actually mentioned it? Um, and we also do variations of that keyword. So, so, uh, what, what we call word forms. So plurals, singular, all of those will be recognized. And that's, that's the one thing we do. And we just tell you, okay, so maybe you should do something here, add something here and, and basically tell you how to optimize your content for SEO. And then next to that, we have a readability analysis that is really focused on readability, which is uh, a big, big thing that our uh, linguist team actually made. We have a big linguist team at Yoast with actual linguists. So I think we have about 12 of them now um, that just continually work on, okay, so how does language work uh, and, and how how do we actually know that people can actually understand and read your content in a in a very easy way to make sure that everyone can actually understand what you're saying uh, and not make it too complicated. So that's what the readability analysis is all about uh, to make sure that, you know, you you are targeting the audience in a way that actually, you know, they can understand.
0: Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. There's a lot of features there. I'm going to clear up some of those names that if you've not done SEO before, you're going to be sitting there going this guy's great, but I don't know what those words mean. So <laughs> I like to
1: dazzle them with, uh, with with my uh, you know, expertise.
0: <laughs> so I'll, yeah, definitely, definitely. I'll save I'll save some of our listeners a bit of Googling and I'll keep it really brief for the ones who know what those things are. Schema, yeah. you mentioned rich snippets. The best thing about schema, and I always give the example that it makes your listing bigger by including key information. Say, if one of your products comes up and you've got schema on your reviews you'll get five, if you've got five stars on that product, you'll get five gold stars on Google, which obviously draws attention, gets more people to click on you. The more people that click on you on Google, the higher Google want you for obvious reasons you know, you're more relevant, more traffic's coming through. So schema does loads of stuff like anything about putting a breadcrumb on there to how many products are in stock in that collection. If it's a collection page, um, reviews, if it's an article, you can have an image, the date it was published, the author, a whole load of other stuff as well. Some of it's just for Google's benefit. And some of it does actually show to the users. You install Yoast on, um, for, for all of you guys on Shopify, anyone who's still got a WordPress site running as well. Um, you might be using WooCommerce and listening to this thinking what Shopify, well, if you've got WooCommerce and you've got WordPress, you can use the WordPress plugin." Um, Second one, canonicals, I'll keep this one really simple because canonicals, even when we get new staff we're training up here, it takes them a little while just to kind of work out what a canonical is. I always want the answer from my team. It's a line of code. So it's a line of code in the back end. And a canonical tells Google to look at this page but only ever rank a different page. And what we mean by that is if you go to page two of some results, so you're looking at a load of blog posts and you go onto second page of blog posts or second page of products, um, you want the canonical on the second page when the URL says page equals two or something, you want the canonical to point back to page one because you don't want people landing on page two. And what you're really saying to Google is it's got the same content, same title, meta description. It's basically the same page. It's just the second page of results. So we haven't got duplicate content. Google doesn't want duplicate content. They want unique content. So I think, yeah, hopefully that clears up those two points but um, i think you're underplaying it a little bit um because it, it ties because it does do a lot more than that as well there's there's lots of other features that i think are really useful but certainly on shopify Shopify will do some of this stuff out the box, but like any platform, A, you can break Shopify or you can make it worse than it was when before you started. Um, and that, and that's a reality in a lot of sites. There's always things to clean up. Um, but B, it, it also then adds things that are not built into Shopify. So it can clean them up. And it's, it really is about that sort of technical readability. Google comes to the site and crawls the site and says, I get it. I understand what your products are, your collections. I can find my way through the site. It creates a site map so you can find the way through the site nice and easily. Um, And even things like a robots.txt. It's the first file Google looks at before it crawls the site. And that says, here's my site map. Don't worry about looking at this stuff. So don't look at my AJAX files and all my coding or whatever. Um, Only look at real pages. So Google literally have what's called a cruel budget. It will get bored. So you want to make sure you've got all of that stuff in there. Is that all correct, Tice? You're much more of an expert at Yoast than I am. But... No,
1: no, no that's, that's definitely all correct. So so um, uh, I've, I've never been accused of underselling my products. So I'll have to work on that. But... <laughs> <laughs> But no, Excellent. It's, it, that's definitely true. I mean, it's never a CMS's job. Well, we think it should be a CMS's job, but CMS's never have SEO at the forefront of their mind when they start building their CMS, right? So so that's where where we actually come, come in and what our business is, is to make sure that the CMS is actually capable uh, of, of doing the right stuff. Um, because that's hard, and and the schema stuff, especially, is very very hard. Because we have we have really really smart people. Uh, Yost being one of them, like the person Yost, and then Jono as well, working on our schema and our schema graph, as we like to call it. And it's just it's insanely complicated, and and people should just not be, you know, should not be worried about that at all, and just make sure that okay, install the app and it's done. We, we you know we got it figured yeah. figure it out. We might ask you some questions, but that's about it. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I think I think a really good comparison actually, which anyone who started working on Shopify and thinks, oh, this is complicated and it's really slow and long-winded, oh, let me tell you a story. So before Shopify and before Magento and other platforms, everything was done manually. And almost a blessing, I guess, that we didn't have to do schema back then because it didn't exist yet. Um, But if you did schema manually, every collection, every product, basically every single page on your website, you'd have to go through and you'd have to go, okay, there's the price of the product. and You have to go, right, bit of code before that. This is the beginning of the price. And then the price is there. This is the end of the price. And then Google calls and goes, oh, look, the price. Which if if I'm brutally honest, I wouldn't be surprised if Google got rid of things like schema one day and sitemaps. I think with the AI improving, I think it can start to draw that information itself. Um, but it's there right now and you should absolutely be doing it for sure. But uh,
1: Yeah, the time for AI might come, to be honest, but I'm not, yeah. not, it, it's not there anytime soon because they are definitely doubling down on schema. So, so um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's no doubt about it that this is becoming more and more important for them um, because it's actually quite hard, it turns out, to actually AI on the entire web. <laughs> <laughs> it is indeed it's hard to train an ai on, on stuff like that because it's yeah so so i mean that day might come but it's not not
0: there soon yeah 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 absolutely absolutely so i guess a really good thing to uh to talk about then we're already talking about some of this anyway but one of the questions we've got written down that i think is a really key one here and certainly we'll come on to black friday in the next question in a minute but it it plays into that mm-hmm. as well A lot of people will be listening and thinking, okay, you know, SEO sounds great. I'll just install this plugin. Like you say, it's going to ask some questions. You've got to, you only get out of a plugin what you put in. You need to put some time into it and really think about, you know, what are your keywords for each page? What what, what content should we be producing? How do we want our title tags to be structured? There's a bit of work to be done, but... If someone's working on a really small budget so say it's like you know there's only two or three of them in the whole company and they're doing everything from ordering you know stockings packaging it sending it out oh and we need to run the website what are some of the things you would suggest they start with what are some of the basic seo stuff that you've you know is is there a list of your sort of top five that we should absolutely be focusing on
1: yeah so the first one you already mentioned and and that's install your seo (laughs) (laughs) Um, basically Take, if you've done, done that, that <laughs> if, you, if you've done that and and walked through yep. our configuration wizard then then basically i mean you've you've done a lot of the hard work already or mm-hmm. you know we've done it for you okay. um i think that's 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 very important and then it doesn't need to be expensive at all it does take time so so you don't need to you, you don't need to think okay i need to now um, i don't know add 15 products a day or add two blog posts a day or whatever that doesn't that all, all of that doesn't need to happen as long as you are continually working on it so it's not important not as important to to do it in bulk or in or with massive amounts if you don't have that much time to spare just make sure that the time you do have to spare you spend on actually figuring out, okay, so what do I actually want to rank for? So so we, we uh, have a term within Yoast that we call keyword research. And we have an academy course for that as well. And it's very important that you actually do that to find out, okay, so what is it that I want my website to actually rank for? What is it that I actually want it to do, to sell, to say, whatever? And once you've actually figured that out, then you can start thinking about okay so what are the what are the blog posts I want to add what are the products I want to add stuff like that and then obviously you've probably already got products but then in your in your blog post it's very important to to actually start thinking about okay what are what are the questions or problems a customer has like three weeks before or before he or she is even aware of the of that product that you have um so what what are the kind of hooks that you want to Basically, answer because they they they're having questions, they're having problems, and your product probably has the solution. So, those are the kinds of things that you can start thinking about without it's costing way too much time and just talk talk about it. So, talk about talk about your product and show people that you're that you're an expert in you know what you're selling and what you're doing, and and I think that's that's the most important part. I mean, you just need to be very conscious about what. Content you're creating, you need to be very conscious about uh, what what kind of blog posts you're you're adding. Uh, also, very conscious about your product descriptions. We already mentioned duplicate content, which is within product descriptions, still a very common theme because people tend to use you know uh, the, the the manufacturer's descriptions, which everyone uses. So, yeah, so yeah. stuff like that, you need to be very aware of. Um, and then you know maybe depending on how much you already know about seo how much you know about websites maybe just spend some time actually educating yourself as well to to uh, to make sure that you're you're comfortable with them what you're doing. So so we have a load of uh, a load of academy, um, my Dutch is coming through my head, uh, <laughs> <laughs> academy courses, <laughs> uh, academy courses uh, uh, at Yoast that really just take you by the hand and explain to you how this all works and how you should, you know, actually be doing keyword research, how you can yeah. optimize all of this stuff. Uh, so take some time to actually learn about it. So you get more and more comfortable. And then all the technical stuff i wouldn't really unless you're interested i wouldn't really worry about because we yeah, we yeah. do that anyway and the most important stuff that is most important thing that you can do is basically your content and making sure that that's as good as it can be and i think if you're even if you just have like an hour a week it's still very useful to spend an hour a week either learning about SEO or or just writing content and, and telling your customers or your potential customers uh, why they should be buying your products or your servers or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. And the academy you guys have got is brilliant. And I, I, I often say as well that if you're going to subscribe to something, subscribe to it fully. Um, I know I could say that about the podcast, but I think certainly with Yoast, if you're using the Yoast plugin on Shopify, so I keep calling them plugins, I'm a bit old school, app, they call them apps on Shopify, and I should know that as the host. Um, Yeah, If you're using the Yoast Shopify app, it makes sense to use the Yoast Academy as well, because it's going to say, okay, now you've got those keywords, these are the places within the app to actually go and put them and um, whereabouts yeah. is the academy how can people access that
1: so once you uh once you buy either the app or the plugin uh <laughs> you get uh plug in on you, wordpress you
0: get... app on shopify yeah, yeah. exactly
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, you actually get an email uh so uh that, that'll that'll say okay so you now also have uh um, access to to yoast academy and uh, that's basically just on com, and you will need a my yoast account for it but you you'll get it I'm right after you buy uh, our plugin or app. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. The only other point I just want to jump back to, uh, I think you, you said it beautifully anyway about keywords. I was I was going to say after you'd finished that I always think of a keyword as a problem or challenge. You said exactly that, which is good that we're aligned. I think there is this danger, I think sometimes of getting too obsessed with SEO. I think like any business, any any level of time management in anything, you've got to balance your time between multiple things. So you've got to probably spend a bit of time on SEO and then stop and watch the result. You know, how, how much of an impact that had on my business. But I think there's always a danger of, of kind of getting too heavily on the SEO side that you then optimize your site. And it's like, okay, that keyword everybody looks for, it might be, I don't know, vegan handbags. Cause that's what we sell. Um, you know, they look like leather, but they're vegan sort of thing. So you just go gung ho at that. The problem with that is you you've got to convert people when they arrive on your site. And like you said about product descriptions, you're absolutely right, do not use the manufacturer description. Cause they're gonna say this is a black handbag that is, you know, weighs two kilograms. It's boring. You need a brand, yeah. you need a story, you need a, a you know, a tone of voice in how you talk about those things. What I like to therefore say is if you if you start off with your keyword data to go, what are people looking for? Where can we really you know, look at some of the sites that are already ranking for them and go, we're better than that. We've got better USPs. We can write better content than this. We don't think anyone's reading this content. We've got a better story. Um, now you've got something to talk about. So imagine the keywords are informing you what the customers are looking for and now build your build your response. So choose products. So don't just don't don't just choose a product you like and then try and sell it. It's always the worst mm-hmm. way to do. It. Try and build products for things you know people are already looking for. You know, Google is the one rare channel where it is inbound all other marketing is you reaching out to try and get people to find you and click on your website whereas yeah google is inbound i think using that keyword data to then say right people are looking for this we want to rank for that so that is what we're going to talk about and we're going to cater to those people specifically there's been loads of you if you want to listen to any of our episodes where we've had shopify stores on almost every single one has told exactly that that story in their own words of we were selling this and then we spoke to some customers and it wasn't quite right or we looked at our keyword data and went what people are looking for is not quite what we sell but we couldn't find the keywords for what we do sell so we changed what we sell and we now sell stuff that we think people are looking for and we can tell because we look at our finances now and go more people are buying products which i think uh, yeah i assume you agree as as you're nodding but yeah, you use that data to go yeah use that data to inform like who's looking for what and how are we going to meet their needs rather than going we're just going to sell stuff we like and force it upon people
1: yeah exactly so so th- always keep in mind and that, that what you're doing is actually marketing for people and you're not optimizing for you know it is called search engine optimization which i still <laughs> think is a very stupid term to be honest because it is. It, i mean it is it's not like it's a good point it, 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 it's it's kind of it kind of gets you in the frame of mind where you where you want to kind of do tricks and and fool the system yeah. but that's not what it Impress is Google what it's about and, at all yeah. yeah exactly i mean it, all you have to do is just be Clear to your customers, and and make sure that that users on your site actually understand everything and know everything, and then all the all the technical stuff that, that Google needs to actually make you rank a bit better, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, will do for you. But then, please just. Have your customer in the forefront of your mind because that's that's definitely the most important. It's not something yeah. that you can just trick or do. Yeah,
0: and the other thing with Google as well is as much as um, you know, as much as I, I I probably moan about Google as much as you do and a lot of other people that work on it all day and the changes they make. But equally, Google is Google is there for the searcher. You know, they're trying to give the best experience. So even if you haven't, as you say, if you haven't done every single technical thing, if people come to your site and they don't do what's called a bounce, they don't bounce straight back to Google. If they come to your site, have a good experience, they click on a few pages and ideally they buy something and then leave a review later. Google will watch all of that and go. And and that's why sometimes you've probably had this as well. We get calls from clients sometimes saying, why am I number two on SEO? The guy in number one's rubbish. You know, his website is not as good as mine. He's got, you know, he's, people don't like him as much as me. Well, it's because he's been there for years and he's providing a good service. So even though he's not got the best website, the best branding, you're new and you need to prove to Google you're better than they are. And it, unfortunately, it is bigger and wider. It's not complicated, but it is bigger and wider than just oh we've got we've got Yoast and he hasn't, and we've got the technical bits. You, as you say, you still need to think about your keywords, your content, and I think story is really important. Um, I often use the phrase, and anyone who listens to podcasts a lot will know know this one well: um, that marketing's been lost from digital marketing. And it's dangerous. We get so caught up in the numbers and the, you know, like I've got all the best schema, I've got better schema than anybody else, and I've got more reviews. Yeah, but your products aren't very good. Or actually, you're not, you're just not marketing them. Your website's very functional and not very exciting. It's just this is this product, whereas you need to sell it. You know, there's sales, there's marketing, there's advertising. You need to sell that product. You need to build that story. And it's like, if you buy our products, you're becoming part of the family, the community. You know, we all talk and, you know, we, we journal every week and we talk about the products our customers are buying and that's great content. That's really, really good. And if you angle that, as we say, those problems, those challenges people are Googling, you're going to rank on Google. That is exactly what Google is looking for.
1: Yeah, no, I I, com- I completely agree. And and I, th- I think it's always interesting when people say, okay, my, my website is better than this. And well, you know, who's to say because that's a very personal thing right i mean is, <laughs> it is. It, is it do you think it's more good looking do you think it's faster do you i mean that's that's always a very very personal thing to say and yeah I, you know i i completely agree that 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 the, that the digital part of things and like the, all the all of the data and all the big data stuff kind of refocuses it to something that it's really not so i always like to compare google to actually like the, the you know the shopping street and your shop is just, you know, your shop, and you, you, you have, you have a, a a window, and you have like like this sign outside, which you know you could say is your uh, your snippet or whatever. But and, I mean, it's it's not that different from actual, you know, shops in the streets in real life, and and you don't need to do anything basically different than, than what we've. Already been doing for a hundred for hundreds of years, right? So, so please also think about that when you're just marketing your stuff because it's not it's it's not suddenly very difficult or complicated just because it's on a different platform. It's still the same basic things because it's still people that you're selling to.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I completely agree. There's still there's still that customer, and then the customer needs to be to talk to someone, which is your web content, or it could even be live chat you know, a lot of stores have live chat now, but yeah, they need to talk to someone. They need some advice. I mean, we have, we have a couple of clients that they sell products that you would buy for the first time at a certain point. It's not like a t-shirt. You've been wearing, you know, we've all been wearing clothes since we were born, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, for example, one of them sells push chairs. So you've just had a baby. You need to push chairs, put them in and, take them out for a walk and whatever. So it's the first time. So we've spent a lot of time building buying guides. And there is now what we call a pushchair finder on that client site where you can go there and say, right, I've got a, is it a boy or a girl you've got? And how big are they? How much do they weigh? Right. This push chair is perfect for you because this is the one where they can grow for another two years. Um, mm-hmm. At which point you might have another baby and then you can reuse it. So it, it advises you on what to buy. And I'd say that is, that is the opposite of what you and I have been saying because feeding that information to Google is a bit more complicated <laughs> trying to show yeah. them like, because they won't be able to see, Google will not go on the app itself automatically and go like, right, I'm a robot and I have no children. <laughs> it just, it doesn't work. It's not going to use it in the same way.
1: Well, but, but, you know, it's not really the opposite of what we're saying though, is it? Because because that's really just, you, you're doing that for a user and that's exactly yeah. what, what you should yeah, be yeah. doing. And then, you know, if you're helping people actually make make sense of your website and and make choices on your website. That will help them convert. Then definitely, yeah, it'll yeah. also help your your SEO because it'll help your rankings. So, so we have what we like to call a very holistic view of SEO. Where, where you know, I I always like to say that there's nothing that's not SEO. So UX is SEO.
0: Yeah, to look SEO. at the whole website, of, aren't
1: they? Of, yeah, yeah, exactly. All of this is SEO because it's all important to the customer because the, they see the entire experience.
0: The The only reason, sorry, the, just to clarify, the only reason I said it was the opposite is because the actual technical side of building that pushchair finder and showing Google that it exists and building content, that bit wasn't easy. It wasn't quick, nope. but, it's the, but you're right. It's the same principle. <laughs> you know, we're providing something to the user that's of use to them because we, we, or the client has spoken to their customers and said, what was your biggest challenge buying this? Like, I've never bought this product. And they were a lot more expensive than I was expecting on your site, but I quite liked the design, but I didn't want to get the wrong one. You know, this is my child. I do yeah. not want the wrong product for them, and and my child's only six months old. You know they're they're very very small, um, and I want the best for them because I'm a new parent. And so, it's catering to that audience is really really key. Um, yeah. And there is a bit of a trade off, I find. And this isn't just SEO; this is complete. Well, I mean, everything is SEO, like you just said. It's, but it's also user experience, and it's balancing like here's the product, put it in your cart and buy it, and the kind of sales journey. Balancing that with advice and guidance to say, okay, this is how to find the right product. Here's how to look after your product. Here's how to know when it needs replacing or when something's going wrong with it, or this is the how long the product should last. And I think it's balancing that kind of information versus sales, I would say. And some sites have set up like Amazon that is like, there's not much information at all. It's just buy, 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 buy. And Amazon is the platform you go to when you know what you want. Is the way I always describe it. If you don't know what you want, you want to talk to someone on the phone, live chat, you want to go on a site that explains this. And this is where some very exciting SEO elements come in, like video. And actually looking at video and going, okay, could we do an explainer video, which for this client, they're they're shooting videos at the moment to say, you know, this, this uh, pram, for example, you can take the child still in the carrier out of the pram and put them straight in the car. And anyone who's a parent will go, well, that's obvious, isn't it? Anyone like me, who's not a parent, I will go, that's genius. Then I don't have to take the child out. Plus now when I put the push chair in the boot of the car um, or the trunk, a lot of our audience will say in the US, um, when I put the push chair in the trunk, it's smaller now, takes up less space because the main part of it is in the, is in the car where the, the child's sitting. So, but video is quite an exciting one. There's schema elements to it, isn't there? And Tell us about video. Like where does Yoast come into play with video?
1: Well, we, we have uh we, we have uh, for WordPress we have a video SEO plugin, but uh, so a lot of that is again actually schema. So <laughs> a lot of that is is, is basically saying okay, so is so a there's a video here? B, you know, uh, can can you say what it's about? Stuff like that. But it, it's we don't do a whole lot of video stuff yet within Yoast. I mean, we within Shopify, I should say. Because it's it's just also a bit a bit harder and also just pretty pretty hard to basically connect through APIs and stuff like that within Shopify. So technically, it's pretty hard to actually to, to get that all figured out. But um I mean, it all adds just like you said. It all adds to the experience and, and to to basically making sure that people understand what your product is about and know what it looks like and and know what they can expect once they get it. Stuff like that, which is all very very important. And then. You know, basically all the schema stuff to make sure that Google knows that there's a video on there and, and can actually show it in the search results, you know, if, if it's eligible. Um, yeah, I mean, all of that stuff we do. And there's there's a lot more stuff that can be done um, that, that we're trying to figure out as well, basically. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I think a really important part of video as well. I mean, when it first, when video was sort of first available on websites, and I do remember that, I'm slightly older than I look. Um, but I remember when video came out and it's like, wow, I can watch stuff on the internet now. and um, And I remember when brands started to use it, Google couldn't see it at all, which is why things like Schema and and stuff have come out recently. Um, But certainly from a user perspective, if you were to sit down and ask your customers, so to all the store owners listening, if you were to sit down and ask your customers, what would you have wanted to know you didn't know when you purchased this? Or what did you need to find out first? Um, And what would have helped? I'm sure a lot of things like unboxing the product, seeing somebody, I mean, you know, I've got my iPhone here. Um, When I was looking at these phones, that color is very different on the Apple website than it is in real life. So I watched some YouTube videos to see people unboxing it and talking about it. And I learned a lot more of them going, oh, wow, it's got a shiny bit around the edge and it's matte colored at the back and it's a sort of blue. It's it's a little bit lighter than I was expecting, but I quite like that. That helped me make my decision. And, but none of that, if I'm, you know, point the finger at Apple, none of that's on the Apple website. All Apple's videos are very shiny and they're almost all CGI, which doesn't really help me. Um, but they don't need to do it because so many people are unboxing iPhones, MacBooks, the lot, you know, Apple watches. So I think again, video needs to play a really important part, but equally you might be selling a very different product. where actually unboxing just your audience wouldn't look at that. It might be a product to help elderly people walk. Mm-hmm. And something like that, actually, the video would be very much like, you know, a case study of one of your customers going, I used to really struggle. I haven't been mountain climbing in years, but this product has allowed me to do that. And here I am sitting on a mountain, you know, I, 10 years, I didn't get to do this. And now here I am. That's a powerful video. Plus it's also showing the, the potential customers. Here's me using whatever kind of product it is. And you can see it in action exactly. and you're seeing the use case, how it works, how big it is, how light it is. And then going, and obviously as the brand, you choose someone that is probably the, um, the most extreme End of people using it to go Look, if they can use it most of yeah. you can as well you know it's, it's that kind of trade-off
1: yeah that is very important and actually when you said i've been around for a while i was like <laughs> this was actually uh our first premium product was actually video seo for wordpress so oh, we've wow. been doing that we've been we've been doing that for quite a couple of years actually google did know and back then it was just all rich snippets and and, and stuff like that And so basically the, the the before schema was born there was something else schema like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in which you could say okay so there's a video on this page etc cetera, etc cetera. but yeah i mean we've been talking about this a lot back when we did website reviews as well saying to people okay so a video is just it's just so much more visual obviously but also it, it explains so much more than you can do in words and then still it's probably always smart to 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 also have like like a transcript of your video on a page as well or in the schema to make sure that that you know people with poor eyesight or stuff like that can actually read through it as well to make sure that they uh, that they can can see or hear what's happening
0: yeah because you've got the video already you launch a transcript you've now got video you've probably got a thumbnail so you've got an image and now you've got all this text yeah. in the transcript as well. So you've literally got the the three content types, as I call them. You know, there's video, there's imagery, and there's text. You've got all three. And as you say... If- if someone's unable to um, hear the video, they can read the transcript. If they're unable to um, see the video, they can still listen to it and get the same get the same experience. And one thing I've actually really enjoyed, I, like I say, I do moan about Google from time to time, but one thing I've really enjoyed is Google's put a real emphasis on accessibility. And it's been really powerful, I think, actually talking to people, you know, just A, out and about and B, listening to other podcasts. And we've had a few people on our podcast that have disabilities and asking, you know, how much has the internet changed? There's a lot of things they say, things that you and i ties we we've had from um you know from from google saying we now need websites to be readable if you're deaf uh, you know uh, or or videos to be readable if if they're deaf and and also audible you can click a button the whole the whole website becomes an audible thing which then means you want to make sure that when the audio is running it's not reading through the header and we're getting way far-fetched from the question which was what are the biggest basic (laughs) things you can do on a low budget but but I have enjoyed that element of Google because I think it makes it makes the internet so much more accessible to everybody. Yeah. And it doesn't just improve it for those people who have those those disabilities. You know, we all have disabilities in different ways. It improves the internet for everybody, I think. And it makes everything easier to understand, which makes things faster, more streamlined. So if you're looking for a product, if you can compare two or three different brands in one go... That saves you, the consumer, a lot of time, which means we, the brands, need to be even more in our A game with the bit we just spoke about—the marketing. You know, have a good story and have a good selling point. I completely agree. I'm going to cut myself off now before I go deeper. <laughs> <laughs> no, all good, all good. I knew this as soon as I saw Yoast were coming back on. I was like, this is going to go. Uh, it's going to. It's going to go really well. Um, Black Friday, though. Let's talk about Black Friday, and and I'll couple peak in with that as well—the Christmas period. Um seo is a funny one isn't it because you get all this pr activity people talking about your business which is important to seo um you know reviews news articles oh the old days we called it link building we try and get lots of sites to talk about you uh, customer reviews all that sort of stuff all this activity is going on during black friday so i guess two questions we'll talk about the first one first is how to make the most out of black friday and we'll talk about that for a little bit and then we'll also then come on to um you know and ha- what to do afterwards you know after the kind of peaks finished and it all could, could go quiet what should we do then so how do we make the most out of seo in black friday
1: so, so the first thing I'd like to say is that SEO is a marathon. So this kind of answers both questions, I guess. Hmm, yeah. uh, so, so it's a marathon and not a sprint. So, the, so everything that you do, that you're doing for SEO, you should be doing for the long term as well, because yeah, yeah. that's basically how, how SEO works. Uh, so you sh- shouldn't just be optimizing for just this Black Friday, but just for, you know, all Black Fridays, basically. Uh, so that's maybe even the first thing that that I can start out with is, is um, you can have a Black Friday sales page that's not specific to this year, that you can just change the content on, but, you know, reuse every year to make sure that it actually keeps on ranking all through the year. And then next year, we'll maybe even rank better than it did last year and so on and so on.
0: I thought we came up with that idea, but now you've said it and you work at Yoast. So it's clearly not a secret, but it's, <laughs> yeah, sorry to interrupt. But that's exactly what we do for all our clients. We have a seasonal Christmas page, a seasonal Black Friday page, and we choose our biggest Black Friday keyword and our biggest Christmas keywords. And those are the two we try and rank all year. Then when you get to Black Friday, it's not like, oh, we ranked number one for our keyword, but two days after Cyber Monday had finished and our sale had finished. It's like, no, we've been ranking all year and historical elements are a big part So, Yeah, sorry to interrupt, but yeah, the, you're the first person to say that, that wasn't me, which is kids.
1: <laughs> no, no no problem. At all. We see this happen a lot that people are just are just for all these seasonal things they're making they're making okay, so it's Christmas 2022 or Black Friday 2022 and then okay, yeah, that's very nice, but are you going to do do of this and do all of this again next year because that's just one waste of resources and be a waste of actual you know momentum you can get that page on
0: and you could build on it that's the key is building yeah. what you did last yeah. year rather you than need just starting you need again to build
1: on it. Yeah, because uh, as we all know that this, it's going to happen again next year and probably the year after that as well. So, so why not just make something that you you know that, that has some some base to it? So, um, that, I think that's that's one of the most important things that people tend to kind of forget because they're so focused on okay, so it's Black Friday this year. So that that always makes me makes me laugh also about the question so how, how do you actually make sure that last you know that, that your SEO doesn't just fall off a cliff or your ranking or your traffic doesn't fall off a cliff right after black friday I'm like, well, because you don't just stop doing doing the work <laughs> and of course, there's going to be a peak right uh, and there's always going to be a peak during Black Friday because that's when the traffic's highest that's when everyone is just fully ingrained with. Consumption basically. Black Friday is just a mental, such a mental period to me because it's like it's like mass hysteria. But yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and it's, it's growing in it, it's certainly here in the UK and across Europe. It's growing, isn't it? Like it's been an American thing a lot longer than it's been a European or even I, I have no idea what happens in Australia, but I assume you know Australia and Asia are following suit with that as well. But yeah, it's certainly growing. So yeah, if you're working on it all year and thinking ahead with it, then it's like okay, we could we could sneak out some deals two months in advance, even just a bit of you know we're going to be putting this product on discount. And Apple did that once. I remember they said, we're going to do a 15% discount on this day. they never did it again because so many people then didn't buy products until that day, which meant they had this, this lull in sales before black Friday, but, um, Cool. So, yeah so make a page keep it there all year you keep working on it yeah exactly
1: so that's a very important start and then for just this black Friday you can just do simple things right so add something like in or Black Friday 2022 or Black Friday seal or whatever to your SEO title right so so within the OSEO app and the SEO plugin you you have an SEO title thing where that you can change which is basically the title that you see in the Google search results and if you add anything black Friday related to that then at least it's clear that you have a black friday sale be sure to not do that like on black friday because that won't change immediately so so you, you need to kind of figure out what's the timing how long does it take if i change my seo title how long does it actually take for that title to be changed in the in the search results if it changes at all because this is not a this is not a you know exact science i'm afraid but um uh, so figure it out a bit to, to see okay how long does it usually take for a title to change and then Right at that age, uh, right at that time frame, just change your SEO title to something Black Friday related. And, and you know, I think that that's one easy way that you can actually show people. Okay, so we're doing something Black Friday related. And this, this one is going to be a bit, well, it's, it's, it's within this podcast, might actually work out because I don't think you should be doing too much black friday stuff like don't overwhelm people with okay so we got discount here discount there still keep your customer in mind and say okay it just make it clear that you have a discount but don't don't go throwing banners left yeah. right and center to, to to make sure that people see the advert because they'll see it and if they don't it won't work anyway so <laughs> make sure that, that you that you keep it it's got
0: to be simple hasn't it yeah simple and civil i'd mm. like to say <laughs> civil nice Like it, Uh, so so that's I think
1: I think that's a that's a very important one as well. And then, I mean, if you have the resources, definitely before you do Black Friday, think about like a a content or link strategy, right? So think about where can I actually share my uh, my my Where can I? Are there blog blogs that I'd like to share it to? Are there I don't know affiliate sites or whatever that, that you can actually push your, uh, push your content to, to make sure that more and more people will actually see it. And more and more people might actually link to it and then build some momentum around your, around your own seal. You can do that on social, you can do that on your own website. You can do that basically anywhere. Just make sure that you have an idea of, okay, I am having this seal. How big do I want to make it? And then uh, as soon as you know that, where do I just want to spread the word basically, and then make sure that you get talked about as much as you can by whomever i mean there's people getting their getting their uh black friday seals in in newspapers there's people getting their black friday seals just about anywhere um so all of that is at your disposal if you if you want to it just takes some real consideration and real preparation as well basically to to make sure that uh that that you you can be on there
0: i think a really popular one as well you you said about getting getting things as newspapers and getting into the press a really popular one is ever you can get ranked on a credible resource you know a newspaper or article that gets read every year that's like these are the top 10 black friday sales yeah. and the thing i've noticed about these articles in more recent years is they're not what you expect it's not like apple have got 50 percent off it's not always the biggest deal it's not always the biggest brand mm-hmm. it's the best one mm-hmm. And I think what you said about customers is really important. If you just discount everything, it devalues the brand. It's like you're saying to to all your customers, you normally spend this, but it's not really worth that. So on Black Friday, we're going to charge you what you should be paying anyway. Mm -hmm. And you've got to be so careful. There are some brands that don't do Black Friday at all. Um, I I think it's worthwhile doing, you know, it's part of the retail calendar. But I think if you just do it to a selection of products and you you, you give a really good discount on those and, and just be really clear about, you know, this normally costs this amount. Making sure that's important as well. Um, we did have one client that said like Black Friday sale now on. And they basically said delivery now half of what it used to cost. And it annoyed everyone. And the reason it frustrated me was not, not the fact that it annoyed everybody. It was the fact they weren't clear as to what they were trying to say. Mm. And what they were actually trying to say is our products we don't make much margin on. You know, they're very expensive and we try and get them at the best possible price. So we can't do Black Friday. And that message did not come across. Mm -hmm. People just thought they had half their discount price and tried to sort of, you know, cheat you into Black Friday by pretending it was a sale when it wasn't really. And I think like, yeah, I I think that news and PR thing is really important, though, because going back to that kind of top 10 list. The thing that I completely agree with you, you should be doing Black Friday SEO all the time and doing an SEO is absolutely a marathon. You know, there's so much content to write, there's links to be built, et cetera, et cetera. The thing I would always say to clients, though, is think about what times of year or what events and things are going on where you can improve one of those key elements of SEO. I always put it in sort of there's technical, there's content, and then there's offsite. Black Friday is the time to be doing offsite. And then after Black Friday, you've got the opportunity to do a bit of content as well. And going back to what you were saying, I wouldn't touch technical really at all. Unless there's a problem, you know, if your schema suddenly breaks, right, get in the Yoast plugin, find out what's going on, fix it quickly. But you should be doing that anytime. That's irrespective of Black Friday. Yeah. It's the offsite bit. I would focus on that during Black Friday. So get all the content planned, work out what you're going to discount. In Shopify as well, you can update um, collections and have them on draft mode. And then you can set them that you know, 9am on Black Friday. Now go live. That's a good, good way to do things. But focus on that offsite bit that offsite because you can get more links the press will generally be talking more about retail over black friday than any other time of the year that's the time to get those links in and as soon as black friday's over right you're back to content maybe have a look at technical stuff or then christmas is is happening so again do lots of off-site stuff for those kind of two or three you know october november december focus your efforts on off-site and link building and then come january there's a lot of stuff you can talk about in january you know people aren't drinking alcohol or um people are trying to get fit after christmas and you know so any active wear feel good look look good sleep better it's the most depressing part of the year if you can cheer your customers up but that's going back to what we were saying about having a marketing strategy you know doing the marketing yep. bit so I, I would i would say for black friday definitely focus on that you know that off-site wave there's a good opportunity there and it is a bit of a unique time as well i would say
1: yeah and and if you do that with an actual you know page that lasts over the years then then that can that, that just builds up right Right, yeah. it's just oh, yeah. very that good point. Really,
0: so yeah, hmm. yeah, and that's I mean, say you got five hundred links to that page per year, and you changed it every year. Every year, you've only got five hundred links, and the oldest one yep. is only a few weeks. Because that's how long Black Friday lasts. Yeah. But yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right. If you have the same page every year and it just sits, you know, these are our seasonal holidays we do as a business or seasonal calendar or something we've, we've sometimes called it. Yeah. If you do 500 a year in five years, you've now got two and a half thousand links to that page as an example, which makes it a much more powerful page as far as Google's concerned. Because Google's everybody, you know, those 500 people per year saying this is the page to be at. If there's Black Friday deals in this industry for this product, this is the page to be on. And that's that's exactly what we're, what we're saying, which is amazing. Cool. Cool. Yeah. And I think we kind of covered the, we, I mean, we've definitely covered this. The, the last question that we'll come on to as well. I think, you know, as you say, they kind of work hand in hand. Um, and yeah. I guess the final question is, um, just for all our listeners, I did ask just before we started recording about anything on the roadmaps coming out, um, and there isn't a clear kind of next step at the moment. But I guess, I guess can you tell us anything that's like, in terms of long term, what are you trying to do with the Shopify app at this stage? Is there anything that you guys are like, we de- we want it to help achieve this? Because um, I know you guys are very much in sort of feedback stage, because I mean, we've been feeding stuff back to Nino and other people in your team at the moment as well, to say like, can you add this? Yeah. Can you change that? you know, been playing with the import-export features. Where are you guys trying to go? You know, what's the vision of this? Because I know it's a lot further than just we do your schema and we do your technical bits.
1: Yeah, no, no, definitely. So, so uh, I'm, I mean, we feel and we see that e-commerce is just a a big thing and it's growing, right? So, so and Shopify itself, obviously. So, so for, for us, it's just very important to, to basically understand better and better what, what e-commerce needs SEO wise. And, and also, I mean, we're doing a lot of schema stuff like technically already, but we're also trying to influence how, how schema is used or how it's used by Google, because schema is not something that's just Google specific, but it's also, it's, it's broader than that. And uh, you can actually talk along with those conversations. So we, that, that's what we try to do as well. Uh, so regarding our Shopify app, I think the most important thing for us is to, to make sure that we are adding the features that people want. That we're basically uh, staying aligned with with all of the changes that Shopify makes because they're they're in a hurry to improve as well, and I think the feedback from people like you is just really invaluable to us to 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 just make sure okay so this is this is actually uh, so it's a getting customers just the, the best experience SEO wise that they can have and to make sure that they that they can do all the stuff they want to do and or. We do all the stuff for them that they don't want to do, and B, it's it's also for us to for us to just see. Okay, so how does this work, and how does this actually relate to each other, and what do people need on the other side of the uh, of the thing? Because we can see a lot more within Shopify than we can within WordPress, and and the, the feedback has been great. So that, I mean, that's just very worthwhile to us to to basically keep investing in. So there's there's a lot of uh, a, a lot of back and forth or, or you know quick pro crow I I guess you, you could say uh, that that we have for what we do what we try to give back and then uh, what we get out of the Shopify community
0: basically. To say I completely I completely second that and I think for anyone listening who's in the SEO world and quite you know quite inspired by what you're hearing definitely go and check out the app. It's not expensive um, you know so compared to what you what it would cost if we went in and did all those things for you as an SEO agency manually it, it costs absolutely nothing. Yeah, if you want to go and find it, it's spelt the same as toast with a Y at the beginning. So Y-O-A-S-T. Um, and if you just search Yoast Shopify on Google, you'll find it pretty quickly. I think certainly as well that that feedback loop is really important. Um, I've been working with lots of tools over the years and I can um, I can wholeheartedly say that, yeah, the guys here at Yoast, when we suggest stuff, the first thing we often get back from the team is, would well, you want to jump on a call and chat about it or, or we get a flat no? We, we can't do that for these reasons and that makes sense. But it's a very unique time because when there's like 100,000, 200,000 stores using this thing, you know, or anywhere, even, even sort of 10% of what the stores on, uh, on WordPress are using it. If it gets to that, it's it's going to be harder for you guys to manage all of that feedback. And, you know, you've got a bigger audience now is a very unique time, I think to, uh, to get involved. So we're certainly excited to keep using it as well. And, um, yeah, it's been warmly received by a lot of our clients, which is also very good. Another reason we were so excited to have you, uh, have you back on the show for a, uh, for a second time. So, um, but, uh, yeah we'll bring things into land there I mean Tice it's been amazing having you on the show so yeah thank you so much for your time yeah thank you for having me it was a blast and congratulations <laughs> on the promotion again as well it's, uh, this is the second CEO you. I've spoken thank to this year so um, yeah good fun, <laughs> good fun. And, for, and for everybody else listening I hope you found today's episode really useful and um, we'll be back again next week as always posting every Friday and if you haven't checked out our YouTube channel yet then go and, uh, go and check that out as well so thanks all for listening back again next week Thanks for listening to today's podcast. You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter for exclusive offers at winningwithshopify.com. And don't forget to check out our Facebook group by searching for Winning with Shopify on Facebook.
1: Over and out.